0: I needed two minutes, just enough time to get to the mail drop and back. But I had to time it perfectly. Dying wasn't an option today, just like it hadn't been an option the last ten times I'd done this. I thought it would get easier after the first time. It hadn't. I gritted my teeth and scanned the Hollis screen again. The mail was due to arrive in less than a minute. And although the forest above me looked harmless, I knew better. The shadows between the trees were too silent, too watchful. I hit the refresh button. The drill was simple, refresh the screen, scan for a full minute, refresh again, and scan the opposite direction. I imagined it was similar to what parents used to teach their kids about crossing the street, back when there were still streets to cross and cars to drive on them. The thumping whir of the plane crackled out of the screen speakers. And I glanced at my watch. a.m., right on time. My nerves tingled with a dizzying mix of excitement and terror as I watched the small black airplane come into view on the screen. It whipped the surrounding forest into a frenzy as it glided just above tree level. I bounced on the balls of my feet, rolling my head back and forth to stretch out my neck as I gave myself a mental pep talk. Be smart, be aware, be fast, I commanded myself. Every second counted. A small hatch at the bottom of the plane opened, and a large bundle fell the remaining 30 feet to the mail drop's landing pad. The plane quickly regained altitude and zipped away over the trees toward the other side of the compound, where it would pick up the outgoing mail. With one last look to confirm the coast was clear, I clambered up the ladder, unlatched the thick metal plate that served as the compound's entrance, and launched myself from the hatch. It was like entering another world. After the silence of the tunnel, the buzz of insects was almost deafening. My feet dug into soft, damp earth as I ran, and the humidity made the air heavy in my lungs. I felt alive, I felt exposed. The maildrop was located 100 yards to my left, and I reached it just as the lid was starting to close. The maildrops had been designed back when our founding fathers had believed that the human race would be able to live at least part of their lives topside. They'd been wrong. The drops had all been re-engineered over 50 years ago, so that no one had to risk their life venturing above ground. But there was a 30 second delay before the mail shot underground to be sorted and searched, 30 seconds was all that I needed. There were at least 40 packages and letters, and I pawed through them looking for the Marines official seal. My breath caught in my throat when I finally spotted a large bundle, with the black circle and golden arc on the side, jackpot. I grabbed the package by each end and ripped it right down the middle, hoping the Marines would think it had broken open when the plane dropped it. Inside, I found a jumble of uniforms, regulation gray socks, and port screen batteries. I was starting to worry that this whole trip was going to be a bust, when I saw the small black box. I scooped it up, feeling an almost painful surge of hope in my chest. The tiny devices were used to pass information and messages between the compounds. This one's rubberized case was roughly the size of a deck of cards and was made to protect the data plugs on the inside from the jarring airdrop. I was already pushing it on time, but I jerked the scan plug out of my pocket and jammed it into the side of the box anyway. Maybe this time the box would have something. Five seconds later, I downloaded everything the information box could tell me. Pulling out my plug, I wiped the box on my gray uniform to remove any traces of my fingerprints before pushing it back inside the half-open package. In a community where resources meant the difference between life and death, theft was not tolerated. Although, I reasoned, I hadn't really stolen the information. I just made a copy of it. Still, if the Marines even suspected the information box had been breached, there would be an investigation. I double checked the package to make sure I'd left no trace of my tampering. My double checking nearly cost me my hands. But I managed to yank them out before the steel lid of the drop clicked shut. Seconds later, the packages plummeted down the three stories to the mailroom below. I heard the sound of a tree branch snap, and I jerked my head up scanning the surrounding trees. My feeling of elated hope from just moments before fizzled in my chest, replaced with a cold familiar knot of fear. I'd been above for only a minute. But that was more than enough time for them to get my scent.